Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the People Processes Podcast, where we dive into the updates, interviews, and yes, processes that will help your organization thrive. My name is Rami Alijil, and my goal is to help HR managers and business owners create an environment where their people are their organization's competitive advantage. Who have we got an episode for you today? We've got a Q&A dealing with two particular issues. One, hiring headaches. Like, this guy's been hiring, but it's not going well. He's got a great question for us. We, could, we do a little good dive into what's going on there. And also a sad one. Last week, we talked a lot about OSHA and workplace uh, reporting requirements. What are the steps needed to be followed in the case of a workplace fatality? Oh, and don't forget, we post to LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, and I would love to hear from you on there with any questions. You can also subscribe to us by going to peopleprocesses.com, where you will receive special subscriber-only content for free. People Processes is also available wherever you get your podcast, and it syndicates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. So here we go. First question of the day. Anonymized, of course. You work for an advertising agency and are having trouble filling several creative positions at your organization. While many resumes look promising, candidates are not living up to expectations when interviewed. How can you attract and hire employees who will bring maximum value to your creative team? This is a broad question. Figuring out how to hire an employee with just the right mix of skills and knowledge can feel like a daunting task. Robert Half, uh, who we, runs a recruiting agency, we've got a link on our website, uh, just to his article, shared the following tips to attract and hire employees who bring maximum value to your creative agency or in-house department. One, juice up the job description, okay? Generating interest from highly job qualified job candidates is obvious is often one of the most difficult aspects for the hiring process in a business. When a position opens up, take the time to write a job description that's both detailed and compelling. While you don't want your job posting to be excessively long or so specific that it deters qualified candidates from providing from applying, you do want to include enough information to attract job seekers who are well suited for that position. If it's a new role, carefully consider the tasks you want the employee to take on the short term and long term and the levels of education and experience your ideal candidate should possess. If you're filling a vacated role, take the opportunity to evaluate whether you want to make some changes to the position. Chances all are you'll want to add or shift some responsibilities. Two, cast a wide net. When you're ready to start recruiting candidates, cast your net deep and wide. Post the opening on your website and on job boards that cater to your company's industry or the creative field. Also share the job ad on your company's social media accounts. Don't forget about the power of in-person networking to spread the news of your open position as well, whether you're attending a casual lunch, professional event, or industry conference. You also may want to consider working with a specialized recruiter who has access to highly skilled creatives, including passive job seekers. Next up, don't shortchange the resume review. Evaluating resumes can be time-consuming and tedious, and Lord, do I know it. But it allows the hiring manager to decide if a candidate's qualifications fit the bill. Look for resumes with keywords and phrases that match the job description. This shows that the candidate is focused on details and has experience that aligns with the job duties. Also keep an eye out for resumes that highlight both technical and soft skills, and that include concrete ways the job seeker added value and helped meet company goals in previous roles. Number four, and this is a hard one, conduct consistent interviews. 
During each interview, pay attention to whether the candidate is well prepared by testing his or her knowledge of your company and industry. Zero in on both technical know-how and interpersonal abilities. Your job is not only to find the most qualified person, but also to build a well-functioning and cohesive, creative team. While your conversation will naturally take different courses, be sure to ask all the candidates the same questions to help keep the playing field level. Don't forget to sell yourself and your company. Interviews are a two-way street. Next up, determine the right salary range. And I don't know that this is your problem, but think about this. Offering an attractive salary package is a must given the competition to attract talent today. According to a survey by the Creative Group, 57% of hiring managers polled say they are willing to negotiate salary with top candidates. Review salary surveys to make sure your starting pay ranges are on par with or better than what your competitors in your area are offering. And finally, act fast when you find the right candidate. Uh, according to that same survey, it takes five weeks on average to fill an open staff level position. Filling an open management level role takes an average of seven weeks. Once you've identified your top candidate, extend an offer quickly. Candidates with strong portfolios and the right mix of skills frequently have multiple opportunities from which to choose. Expect the candidate to take a day or two to consider your offer and plan some back and forth negotiating. Finally, make it clear that the job offer is contingent upon any reference or background checks or documents that you need to have completed. Hope that was helpful for you out there. Uh, take that list over. Again, at peopleprocesses.com, you can see that all written out if you wanted a nice list to go through and check out your, your processes. Next up is a, is a, is a tough question, um, mainly because I just never really expected to get a question like this, but it's so, it's, it's hundred percent true, um, or, or normal. It happens, but here's the issue. Sadly, a worker was killed in an industrial act accident at one of your organization's facilities. Everything happened so quickly. And frankly, you don't know what was expected of you with regard to OSHA reporting. At the same time, you weren't sure what to expect from OSHA, what rules pertain. By the way, we, we, we kind of make these generic, but man, this question hit me to the core. Uh, OSHA regulations require employers to report deaths on the job within eight hours, period. You can call your local OSHA office, or in the future, you can use the agency's toll-free number, 1-800-321-OSHA-6742. The agency will then investigate the circumstances of the death, usually on site, to determine the cause of death and if violations of the Occupational Safety and Health Act are involved, unless the matter is clearly outside of OSHA's jurisdiction, such as the over-the-road traffic accidents or some apparent sudden deaths on the job, such as heart attacks or strokes. Depending on the nature and complexity of the incident, an OSHA investigation may take as long as six months. If the agency determines that the employer failed to follow safety and health requirements, it issues citations and proposed civil penalties. The proposed penalties are based on the statutory factors of employee size, employer size, sorry, gravity, gravity of the situation, uh, of the violation, good faith of the employer, and the history of previous violations. Effective January 2nd, 2018, okay, the maximum penalty that can be assessed is $12,934 for a serious violation or $129,336 for a repeated or willful violation, okay? Now, in the case that you've described, this sounds like a possibly a serious violation, but it's not your, you haven't done this in the past and it's not willful, so you may wind up for those civil penalties. The problem is, is that's not the real issue. The issue is liability. That's going to fall under your workers' comp that's going to fall under your tort limits. So that's going to take a lawyer probably for you to work out with the claimant, with the, the employee's family, right? How's that going to work? 
OSHA, uh, in, on that note, provides assistance to family members. It's committed to working with the families to provide an accounting of the circumstances surrounding the deaths of workers and to do everything possible to prevent future tragedies. Agency representatives contact the family of the worker who died to let them know of the agency investigation and to arrange to provide per- further information as it becomes available. Investigators take into account relevant information that the family members may provide concerning their loved one's working conditions and death. OSHA administrators also send letters of condolence to the family, which includes contact information for the office handling the inspection. Family members may then request a copy of all citations, subsequent settlement agreements, or review commission's uh, decisions as soon as they are available. Finally, there is a, a bigger problem, which doesn't really apply to you from your story, but the Occupational Safety and Health Act also provides that where OSHA can document that an employer willfully violated an OSHA standard and that violation caused the death of the worker, the matter may be referred to their Justice Department for consideration for criminal prosecution. Any criminal prosecution the Department of Justice pursues is usually in addition to civil citations and penalties, okay? So in, if you know about a, 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 an OSHA requirement and you willfully ignore it and that leads to someone's death yeah that's criminal you're gonna be talking jail time buddy not a not a not a slap on the wrist or a fine so ladies and gentlemen i I hope this was helpful to you i know it's kind of a morose topic but it's got to be covered you're employing people you're responsible for their well-being when they're at your uh uh, factory And, and sometimes bad things happen and that's just part of it but sometimes uh you need to take the time to look and make sure that you're providing a reasonable and safe workplace to the fullest extent you are able I hope you enjoyed listening in today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your time. My name is Rami Ali Jill, and I hope you have an amazing day, a great day. Go out there and get your work done.